T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, August the 2nd, as we come off a mostly disappointing, action-packed on the whole when you take in Friday's trade deadline as well, weekend for the Philadelphia Phillies. Unfortunately, the Phillies lose two of three against the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Um, Disappointing showing. They, of course, in classic, classic Phillies fashion, Scored two runs in the first two games, losing both, and then put up a 15 spot yesterday. It is just the most Phillies Phillies weekend you could possibly think of. Um, but they do lose two or three in Pittsburgh, a frustrating weekend. We talk a lot, you know, about the second half schedule and all that, and that only matters if they actually beat the teams they're supposed to beat, right? And uh, this weekend was an example of, of the times when the Phillies don't do that and and how frustrating that could be. They had an opportunity to make up some ground. Instead, they they stay level. Still three and a half games back of the Mets as the Reds helped them out a little bit by beating the Mets yesterday. But, man, a uh, again, just in general, a, a disappointing weekend in Pittsburgh. No other way to put it. Um, we'll dive into it all, dive into the trade deadline, then get into the games themselves. And, and I was out in Pittsburgh this weekend, so actually my first time at PNC Park, and let me tell you, the hype is warranted. What an amazing, amazing stadium. We'll get to that. Let's start with the trade deadline. We'll go chronologically, and then we'll get to the weekend's action as Friday rolls around. The Phillies had not made any trades yet. They had, funny enough, attempted to make that trade with the Pirates, the Tyler Anderson trade, but did not go through. Um, And instead, we're sitting, heading into Friday, wondering what the Phillies are going to do. How all-in are they going to go? What kind of move are they going to make? And as the day's unfolding, you're starting to realize that you know, the top tier level of players are probably going to go for more than the Phillies have to give or want to give. You know, we heard afterwards, Craig Kimbrell's getting traded to the Chicago White Sox. We hear after that trade that the Phillies were asked to give up Mick Abel for Craig Kimbrell. So first and foremost, thank you, Dave Dombrowski, for shooting that down right quick. We appreciate that if you had traded Mick Abel for Craig Kimbrell. I don't know what I would have done, and I'm very happy you did not do that, David. So thank you. But it does it does feel that in the end, as we know, the the trades they end up making, they end up 
with Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy, and then uh, another separate trade to bring Freddie Galvis home. And look, I, I personally am totally fine with the deadline the Phillies had. I know a lot of people aren't. Um, but I thought, considering the circumstances, I, I didn't want them to give up too much. And look, I we'll get into it. The Spencer Howard gone, part of the Daniel, uh, excuse me, part of the uh, Ian Kennedy and uh, Kyle Gibson train. And look, it's not a, a trade for the future. Kyle Gibson's 33. He's having his breakout season. He's certainly not someone who, um, you know, is a long-term piece, but is someone who is, makes this team way better today, immediately, right now. And we saw that in yesterday's outing is, you know, goes six and two-thirds for them, something Vinny and Matt Moore do not do. So, um, but the Spencer Hour part of it. Let, let's dive into this, and then we'll get into the to weekend's action. Uh, it really seemed like a lot of Phillies fans were really upset with this trade. And it is, uh, look, I came into this, you know, if you listen to the show, I came in saying I wanted them to not go all in. I, I didn't think this team was good enough to give up major prospects to really make a Craig Kimball, Chris Bryant type trade or, or those type of moves. And I felt that way. And I'm I'm happy they didn't go overboard. Now, were there other ways? Would I have liked to see them go over the luxury tax? You bet. Uh, as they made it very clear they were not going to do that in both the trades they made. They got cash back in the trades. They didn't go over the luxury tax, which is like, you know, not not my favorite. Don't love the the philosophy there. But again, you know, if you I guess in these trades in particular, you got cash back, so you could get cash back. So look, if if you're not going to go over the tax, that's fine. Um, you're obviously they they did it the way they're going to do it, but they could have maybe added more pieces just by going over the tax. That's beside the point. Ultimately, the the Freddie Galvis thing first, and then we'll get into the big trade. The Freddie Galvis thing is is a, a why not? I guess I don't really see the uh, utility of it. Um, pun intended, I guess for utility guy. Um, but you know, look, you already have Torres here. I think Galvis Torres do very similar things. Um, but you know, look, uh, I think Freddie's a, a, you know, really nice defensive player who adds to this team and, and with the way DD's been playing, the way D's been playing shortstop, the way Bohm's been playing third, like, you know, I think there's a lineup where you can go with some defensive talent, especially bringing a picture like Kyle Gibson, who is a ground ball guy who really relies on having that infield defense make plays you know, I, I think that they're focused a little more on defense. And I think with Freddie, they wanted another guy in addition to Torres where they could feel comfortable putting him at any position in the infield and getting a, de- a good defensive player there. Um, again, I, I don't know if it was the, the biggest need. You know, I guess you replace a, a Luke Williams with a Freddie Galvis type thing, and, and Freddie doesn't play center field, so it limits your options somewhat. But uh, I think on the whole, it's fine. I got no problem with the Freddie move. It's You don't give up a lot to do it, and, uh, you know, it's fine. It's a fine move. Not going to kill it. Not super excited about it. It's fine. The big move. Spencer Howard, Kevin Gowdy, another prospect sent to the Rangers in return. The Phillies getting back. Kyle Gibson, Ian Kennedy, and another prospect. Ian Kennedy, now Ranger Suarez. We'll talk about this in a bit, but Ranger Suarez moved to the rotation. He will start tonight's game. They're hoping for three out of him and to stretch him out. Now Ian Kennedy becomes the closer. I don't love that if we're going to be honest about it. I just, I, Ranger Suarez has been so valuable in the bullpen for this team. He is, it really feels like the only guy on the roster who you feel comfortable with coming in in a dirty inning. You know, it feels like Ranger bases loaded one out, no problem. Two on, no out, no problem. Like it feels like Ranger has been the only guy in those type of situations all season long that I feel confident when they come into that type of situation in a game. He's it. He's the only guy. That's it. And, 
has been so valuable in that sense. Also can pitch to raise and lefties. Also can come in really in any spot and give you multiple innings. I don't know. Uh, I, I understand fundamentally a starting pitcher is more valuable than a reliever. There's no question about that. There's a reason that starting pitchers get $300 million contracts and relievers don't. You know, I mean, they're, they're, starting pitchers are just more valuable. We know that. But having said that, I think in this particular case for what Ranger has given this team and the skill set he presents, I just thought he was so valuable in the role he's in. And, you know, uh, but again, look, he is, if he can be really good as a starter, if they can get him to the point where, you know, he, he is a, a full-on starter and stretched out and good and, and is pitching as well as he was as a reliever, then you know what? Then it's fine. It's good. He's a, is a starter and that's more valuable. But um, I, I'm just concerned about it. He's been so valuable in that role. It just feels like a, a risky move to switch it. Your bullpen really takes it. I like Ian Kennedy. He's a fine guy at the back end of the bullpen, but Ian Kennedy is not a shutdown closer, not a shutdown reliever. So... The bullpen takes a hit. Hopefully the starting rotation gets a, a, a jolt in the arm. We'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. I don't love it, though, on the face of it, but I, I understand it at least. Let's get to the, the bigger implications of the trade. The Spencer Howard being gone, Barvin, then we'll get to what Gibson and, and Kennedy mean for the team. But Spencer Howard, it did seem like this was the real issue for a lot of Phillies fans. I was actually really surprised to see the outpouring of disappointment that Spencer Howard had been traded. And look, you know, again, going back to what I've been saying this whole time, is I went into this trade deadline saying I did not want them to go all in. I didn't want them to give up future prospects for the now. Anyone who could be valuable in the future. I'm okay with them trading Spencer Howard. I don't think he's that good. Honestly, just because someone's a top 100 prospect doesn't mean they're going to be good. We've seen that a million times. Dom Brown... I think the the shining example that we always go back to. And, like, what more do we need to see out of Spencer Howard? Uh, I just, and look, can you say the organization failed him and that in in the right organization they can get more out of him? Absolutely. For sure. But this was the organization he was in and the way they've used him, the way they've whatever, like, he's turned into this guy who can't pitch more than two, three innings without getting tired and losing velocity. And there just doesn't seem to be a lot of, you know, mental fortitude there and toughness and all these type of things you want from a pitcher. So I don't know. I, I feel like we know who Spencer Howard is. I feel like he's a reliever. That's what I think. If I were betting long-term on what Spencer Howard is, I would bet on him being a relief pitcher in Major League Baseball, which has value, which does, especially if he can be elite type reliever for you, then he's got a lot of value. And then, you know what, in terms of just value for value, you're not getting as much back as you're giving up. But still, that's a step, a shot. I mean, Spencer Howard still can't come into a dirty inning. He still doesn't feel comfortable with that. Like, and again, I just don't think he's a starter long-term in Major League Baseball. So I'm not where everyone else is on this one. I'm I'm totally fine with them trading Spencer Howard. See ya. Bye, Spence. Cool. And look, Gibson signed through next year, so it's not a one-year rental thing. You got value from that perspective. Now, again, Gibson's older and kind of a later career breakout. You know, it's not something you can necessarily feel great about projecting into the future, but... I don't know. I just I didn't get the 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 anger over giving up Spencer Howard. I, I think I think if you want to say all right, I think they're trading him at his lowest value. That's fair. You know, you probably should have traded him last year, or the year before, when you could actually get something real for him when he was really looked at as a top one hundred prospect. But you know what? I, I think he is what he is, and he's he's had the issues he's had at the major league level, and other teams have seen that, and you know that hurts his value. So on the whole, I I really don't mind giving up Spencer Howard. I I know that a lot of people do, and I'm I'm not like. 
I don't think it's the best trade I've ever seen. I'm not like super, wow, way to go, Phils. But I, I definitely am not freaking out about giving up Spencer Howard. I think that's really where the, the difference comes in between me and others. Like, not the best trade ever, but a fine trade. And I don't mind giving up Spencer Howard. I'm really okay with it. I really am okay with it. It's cool. See you, Spence. Now for the, the Kyle Gibson, Ian Kennedy part, they definitely make the Phillies better. How much better, I don't know. But, I mean, Kyle Gibson is easily better than Vince Velasquez and Matt Moore. And this season has absolutely been better than Zach Evelyn. This season has been better than Aaron Nola in, in reality all across the board. I don't think he will be for the rest of the season. But, you know, Kyle Gibson makes this team better, flat out. They needed another starter. He comes in. He, he gives you innings. He gives you an opportunity to win when he's starting. It's a really nice addition for this team. Again, it's not a... You know, um, makes you way better addition. It's not a, all right, now we're locking up the division type of move, but it makes you better. The Phillies are better today because Kyle Gibson's on the team than they were when he wasn't on the team. So I like it. I'm fine with it. I like that he has an extra year of control. I like Kyle Gibson in general. Um, and you get Kennedy as part of the deal, too, comes in and, and steps in as your closer. Again, not a, a lights out, shut it down closer, but someone who's you know, gotten outs before and important outs. And uh, I, I, I'm good with it. I like the trade. I don't love it. It's not the best move I've ever seen, but I like the trade. I am I am cool with the trade. It makes the Phillies better now, and I personally don't think you mortgage your future too much to do it, which was all I was hoping for. Again, I would have liked to see them just say, hey, we'll take on salary. Let's go over the tax, do those type of moves, but they were not there. They didn't. And look, they added, and, and the Mets get Javi Baez, which is a bummer because that dude is awesome, and he makes them better, but they didn't make a ton of moves. The Mets kind of... Seemed like they got priced out of some of the markets. And uh, ultimately, you know, I, I think Javi Baez makes the Mets more better than Kyle Gibson and, and Ian Kenny made the Phillies, but not immeasurably. And both teams still have holes. And I think it's going to be an interesting fight down to the end. But ultimately, on a basic level, fine with the trade. Not the best, not the worst, but I'm, I'm good with it. Kyle Gibson will make us better. Ian Kenny will make us better. And I don't think that Spencer Howard will come back to bite us. Play this for me in five years when Spencer Howard's been in the ALSI Young, and we can shove it in my face. All right, uh, let's get to this weekend as uh, the Phillies make the moves and in action on Friday. And, uh, you know, you're hoping for a jolt coming out of the trade deadline, right? Look, Dave added. Dave helped us. Let's go out and, and get his back and prove him right. Well, not exactly how it went. Certainly not on Friday night as uh, just a brutal, brutal show. And the Phillies lose 7 nothing, and, and um, they got one hit. The Phillies got one hit. Alec Bohm, the only hit for the Phillies all night long. Just completely shut down by some dude named Crow. He made the Phillies eat Crow. Will Crow had never heard of him. After his shutout performance, six inning shutout baseball, his area is now at 540. So it gives you an idea of, of how anemic and lifeless the Phillies were. Uh, Pitching-wise, also anemic and lifeless. Velasquez, another horrendous outing as he has just been a, a absolute disaster lately, Vinny. Truly the worst Vinny we've seen all season and it's old school Vinny. He goes two innings, gives up five earned, six hits, one walk in two innings, a 595 ERA for Vincent Velasquez. I will repeat, a 595 ERA for Vinny. Awful. Just awful. The Phillies just get handled on Friday night. Seven to nothing. It was never close. Again, they got one hit. Lifeless, lifeless effort from the Phillies. Lifeless. Really embarrassing. Like it was an embarrassing showing on Friday night coming out of the All Star break. So, I mean, coming out of the uh, trade deadline. So, back out on Saturday, and you're like, okay. I-, I felt 
So I'm going to this game. This is the this is the game I went to this weekend. We went out for a bachelor party. We didn't go on Friday night. We went on Saturday. And I was positive the Phillies were going to win this game. Positive. Right? They lose when they win, when they lose, that whole thing. You got Nola. It just it felt like a game the Phillies win. JT Brubaker, we could beat that guy. This is a game the Phillies win. And then we'll see what happens in the finale, right? If You know, yes and no. <laughs> no. And Nola pitched pretty well, but... Um, the bats again, uh, really for the first few innings, absolutely nothing. They end up with eight hits on the hole, but but early on, nothing. They don't score until the fifth inning and then get the second run in the eighth uh, to tie it up at the end there. It was um, look, it was a, a, a fun game to watch in the sense that it was close and it moved quickly, but it was, uh, it was a bummer of a loss. Nola goes six innings, gives up two earned, five strikeouts, one walk, three hits. He was fine. You know, he was good, not great. And, uh, you know, struggled a little bit early in the third inning, gave up a couple runs, and that was it. It was pretty good other than that. Um, Phillies get one back in the fifth, Aaron Nola sack five, but had more opportunities there, unable to capitalize. Then in the eighth, down two to one, and uh, starting to wane Bryce Harper after a JT Romito double, Harper an RBI single. It's 2-2. We're like, here we go! The Phillies are going to get back in this! And they don't. Jose Alvarado comes in for the ninth and just blew it. And and Girardi's managing decisions were weird here. It felt like it was such a clear opportunity to, to walk the bases low, to have a force out at home. He didn't. Got a grounded to third. Should have had a play at the plate. Boom. A horrible throw to home. Walk-off hit for the Pirates. Bummer. Bummer. Bummer to be there watching them celebrate on the field as you're sitting there saying we should have won that game. And that was our game to lose. And we, we, we did. We lost it. Way to go, Phil. Um, it was a bummer. Has really unable to get a lot going offensively. Um, Brad Miller, the only Philly with more than one hit. He was two for four. Everyone else, uh, a hit for Zagura, a hit for JT, a hit for Harper. You know, just not much. Just nothing really going. And yet again, the Phillies unable to capitalize. And, and now, you know, you go into Sunday, and you know they went on Sunday, right? It's like, of course they'll win. They're not going to get swept. But, you know, um, it's a disappointing weekend no matter what happens on Sunday because you lose... You're losing a series to the Pirates. The Phillies do bounce back on Sunday and obviously just dominate, just crush. Uh, 15-4 to was 15-2 to in the ninth. Ian Kennedy gave up a two-run homer in the ninth in his first action as Phillies, so hopefully it's not a uh, harbinger of what's to come. But uh, Phillies were awesome yesterday. Of course they were. Just just dominant. 15-4 to win. 15 runs without a home run, which is unbelievable. I honestly don't remember seeing that very often where a team put up a 15 spot without a home run. That's what the Phillies did, just hits all around. Uh, Segura, two for four. Harper, three for four with three runs scored. The big day was JT. JT goes five for six with three runs, four RBI, a stolen base. JT was awesome. Bomer goes two for five. Didi, three for five with three RBI. That was nice to see as he's been just horrible. Oduble also has been horrible, goes two for four. 20 hits on the day for the Phillies. 20 hits. 20. Unbelievable. Where were those hits all weekend? Come on, boys. Uh, a no-doubter, Kyle Gibson, probably stayed in the game a little longer than we needed him to. I don't know why he threw 113 pitches in the spot. They were up so much. But goes six and two-thirds, gives up two earned, five hits, two walks, five strikeouts. Outstanding. If he does that every time, we're friggin' set. I mean, that's asking a lot. But he already had two, 286 on the season. He's been great. He's just been great. Just great. The bullpen, you know, Fine. And Kenny gives up the two-run number. It didn't matter. They were 50 to 2 at the time. Phillies rolling this one. And, uh, you know, look, you needed to roll, obviously, after losing the first. You had to win this one. 
But uh, it is frustrating that it, it got that. Harper uh, at the season, Harper's averaged up to 302 on the season. Bryce Harper's batting 302. If he hadn't gotten hurt, what could happen? A 414 OBP, a 546 lugging. That OPS creeping towards 1,000 as Harper has been. Um, he's been great. He's been great. You want to see him get some more home runs. The power hasn't been there, but outside of that, just just keeps getting hits. And again, Kyle Gibson, really nice outing. What you want to see and... and um, you know, it was a, a a needed win after a bummer of a loss on Saturday. I will say again, I mentioned it before, but if you've not been to PNC Park, it is absolutely worth the trip out there. It is a delightful place to watch a baseball game. Just such a well-put-together, well-built park. It looks like there's not a bad seat in the house. It feels intimate. It feels small. You've got the skyline. It's the backdrop and center field. Um, I, I just, I, look, it was the number one park I wanted to go to. I've been to a bunch of parks. I've been to Wrigley. I've been to Fenway. I've done all that type of stuff. And PNC was kind of the one that I've, I've been meaning to get to, meaning to get to, meaning to get to, and just haven't gotten there. And and it was totally worth the wait. It was totally lived up to the hype. Just a, uh, it is as great as you hear it is. It is it is worth the trip. Like, really, just a really nice place to watch a baseball game. I saw a lot of uh, High Hopes listeners there, a lot of WIP listeners, met a lot of people. It was really, really, really an amazingly cool experience for me, and uh, and PNC Park rocked. It really rocked. So uh, highest of recommendations to get out there for a Phillies-Pirates game if you can. That would have been fun if they won the game, right? Um, but the highest recs to get out there if you can. It was it was a really, a really great place. Um, and again, you know, look, the Phillies, uh, as we sit here standings-wise, coming off a, a losing 2-3, the, the the Reds help out. The Phillies still sitting at three and a half back. So it's, you know, they're there. The Braves at four back, Washington six and a half back, and then uh, the Miami at 11 and a half back as the uh, Washington's three back of the Phillies heading into this series with the Nationals coming up now as they will start the second half against the, or start this, uh, the week against the Washington Nationals as this is a hugely hugely important week for the Philadelphia Phillies. Four against the Nationals, then this weekend, three against the New York Mets. That's the weekend. What a massive weekend. And those three against the Mets are at home. Huge. Doesn't get much bigger than those. As the four in Washington are pretty damn big, too. Ranger going tonight. We talked about that. Going up against Josiah Gray. Just traded to the Nats. And that's trading... Max Scherzer and Trey Turner to the Dodgers, a wild trade. As again, that was the thing with the deadline is that the Phillies added Gibson and Kennedy, but that was way low end of the many moves out there. A lot of big time moves, and Scherzer and Turner going to the Dodgers. I think the biggest one of all. But Anthony Rizzo got traded. Chris Bryant got traded. Joey Gallo got traded. I mean, just trade after trade after trade. Unbelievable. Craig Kimbrell got traded. It just felt like an unbelievable. Again, Javi Baez got traded. It's one of the the biggest trade deadlines in terms of big names getting traded that I ever remember in my life watching baseball. It was just wild to see the names that were flying around at the deadline at the end there and just this trade and that trade. And, and it, honestly, a, a unbelievably action-packed deadline as, uh, you know, look, uh, the, Phillies, the Phillies got better, but so did other teams. And again, the Mets getting Baez is a tough pill to swallow. Um but look, a lot of teams making trades. I mean, the Blue Jays were going after it. They traded for Jose Berrios. That was a big trade. Red Sox trading for Schwarber and others. The White Sox making multiple moves. They get Kimbrell. They went aggressive. A lot of teams getting aggressive at the date trade deadline. Luckily, it did seem like the, the American League 
other than the NL West was the ones getting extra aggressive. The Dodgers and the, the Giants made moves. The Giants trade for Chris Bryant. The Dodgers, of course, trade for Scherzer and, um, and Trey Turner. The Padres had made moves prior. It looked like they were going to get Scherzer, and the last minute the Dodgers swooped in and made that trade. But the NL West makes moves, but the rest of the NL kind of stayed pretty stagnant comparatively, whereas the AL was nuts and just teams making move after move. Either way, certainly a lot of teams got better, a lot of big names left. But ultimately, you know, again, while Javi Baez makes the Mets way better, you're you're happy the Mets didn't go so all in as it felt like they might. It felt like they might just just go nuts. They didn't have the prospect cash, so to speak, to be able to um, capitalize on the market either. So that worked out for the Phillies as well. And now it, it comes into, you know, look, Phillies, Mets, and the Braves are still in it too, only a half game back of the Phillies. So it's really, at the moment, a three-team race, and the Nats are not that far back, crazier things have happened. But um, it is, uh, you, you know, as we head into this kind of stretch run, we are August. It's August. It's August. It's go time. It's the dog days, as they say. As we head into it, we I think we have to say, like, thank goodness the Phillies are in the Annalise. I know we've said it all year, but really, truly, I mean, in any other division, they're out of it. It's over. The season's over. And in this one, it really feels possible and real that they could make a run, um, which, uh, you know, is just super lucky that they're in the division they're in. And they're in it, so take advantage. Let's see what happens. And that's why you go get Kyle Gibson. That's why you go get Ian Kennedy. That's why you're... Willing to move on from Spencer Howard and take that long-term risk for a short-term gain. Again, I, I feel good with it because I think I know what Spencer Howard is long-term, but it was a risk, and we're going to really see how it pays off, and it's going to be fascinating. If they don't make the playoffs, then, you know, Gibson's here next year, which is good, but definitely harder to justify that risk. All right, again, massive week coming up. Seven straight. They're off next Monday, first off day in a long time, but uh, outside of rainouts. Um, but a full week and a massive week, a swing-the-season type week potentially. Four in Washington, three at home against the Mets. It starts tonight with Ranger Suarez against Josiah Gray. We'll see how Ranger looks in the rotation. Let's go, Phils. Need to start railing some off now. You know, the two, losing two or three in Pittsburgh is not okay. Time to win some games in a row. Let's see what they could do either way. We'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.